Hi, this is episode nine of the Viva La Diva podcast. I'm your host, Laura J. Ingalls, and it's time to dare you to unconditionally love yourself. Today, I want to talk about why I hate dating apps. And I promise you, before I get into it, that it's not about bad experiences or millennials or swipe culture or feeling like I'm going to be single forever because everyone sucks. <laughs> All right, like not really. But first, let me take you back on a little reminder journey about moi. I'm 37, I'm single, and I'm mostly cool with it. I I think I was way more stressed out about it in my 20s, but my 30s have been a pretty wild ride of self-confidence and independence. Um, I've taken full advantage of being single all these years, and I've done it by taking risks and making a lot of moves in my career and in my life that I might not have done if someone else had been depending on me. So while I definitely consider myself lovable and I acknowledge that I have a lot of love to give another person and wouldn't mind doing so, at this point, I just, I feel like I've been through enough bad relationships to know that I would rather be alone and happy than settle for someone who I can't thrive and grow with. Um, Like I'm definitely not one of those people who just wants to be with someone so that I'm not single. So I really don't have anxiety about being a singleton. And if we want to take the way back machine, the truth is is that I've done my fair share of online dating over the years, and I'm honestly not opposed to it. And I have some pretty hilarious stories of dates, online dates that have gone wrong. You know, there was the guy who was so boring that even I couldn't think of anything to say. And you all know how chatty I am. And there was the guy who caused me to coin the phrase, duck and swoop, um, because when he tried to kiss me goodnight after what was a truly horrible date, I had to duck out of the way and swoop my arm up to pat him nicely on the back and then quickly say goodnight and get out of there. And then there was the guy who, on the way back to his place, let me know that A, he didn't have a real bed, and B, oh, by the way, he'd been sleeping with his roommate until recently, and she wasn't really thrilled about the breakup, and maybe she was home, and like, what? (laughs) Anyway, um, but uh, it's been about a year and a half since I deleted all the dating apps from my phone, and part of that was because I had gone on a bunch of frustrating dates, but the Heart of it was I knew that I would be leaving my job in corporate wellness and venturing out into starting my own business, and I wanted to be able to give that my total focus, and I just I just didn't feel like I had any more time for kissing frogs. But lately, I, I don't know, I've, it's been a year and a half, and I was thinking that I might like to get back to kissing a few frogs here and there, but dating apps just don't feel like something I want to give my time to. Uh, my time is so precious these days, and I've had enough. I've had a hard enough time as it is just trying to keep my own schedule balanced. But I don't know. Like, I've Googled, I, I admit that I have Googled um, the search term best dating apps for people in their 30s a couple of times in the past few months. And just ugh, just reading through it, I probably decided that I had no interest in any of the dating apps that were being suggested and, like, what was I even thinking anyway? And I have no time for this. And then yesterday rolled around. 
And a friend of mine who is newly single pointed me in the direction of a few apps that she's considering and thought that I should probably take a look at and then maybe, as the good friend that I am, join her at some point in getting on these dating apps and trying to get back out there. So I Googled this one app that she had suggested, and it the whole thing just led me down a rabbit hole of reading descriptions and websites and reviews of some of the latest dating apps on the market. Um, and the one that she suggested was Meet Mindful, and that one's like a yoga lifestyle match app. And I, I don't know, like, that sort of describes who I am, but like not really. And so I, I don't know. Like, I definitely could see that it's for her, but I, like, eh. But then um, one of the ones I started reading about was this one called The League, which is an exclusive, like, buy-invite-only dating app for trendy, educated, professional people, which is kind of code for snooty or, like, you know, a particular kind of person. But anyway, the next thing I know, I'm, like, reading the good, the bad, and the ugly of all the reviews on all of these apps, and I'm reading... Not only that, I'm reading the breakdowns of the data analytics on them. And, oh, God, like the median age for all these apps is the mid to late 20s. So, you know, like mid to, like median for girls is like 27, guys 29. And it's not that that surprises me. You know, most young people are single. But seeing the number 27 come up over and over again and remembering that I'm like a decade older than that, it was so sobering. And then I stumbled across this article in Forbes that said, of the top 20 women on this one site, the, and I quote, most attractive straight women had a median age of 25 and worked in education and communications. And then it went on to say, quote, the analysts also noticed that all 20 of the women had amazing long glossy hair and that 13 of the 20 women were wearing white dresses in their profile pictures. So, like, I immediately, I immediately felt old and exhausted. And, like, while I have some great white dresses and I really love my haircut, the truth is, is that I spend most of my time in yoga pants or running pants with my hair in a bun. And I'm probably sweaty because I've been too busy since my last workout or my last shift to the Y to get my act together. And while I'm sure that these, like, top 20 women, women, I'm sure that they do the same thing. I'm sure they're just as busy as everybody else, but just the description of their hair alone makes me feel like they they probably put some kind of effort in all the time. And you know what? M- more power to them. When I was 25, I, I admit it, I did the exact same thing and I loved it. I wore makeup all the time. I always would do my hair before going out. I loved showing off. And and like I still I still do love those things every once in a while, but it's just not my everyday anymore. And I'm 37. I'm I am 37. And while people tell me that I don't look or act my age, whatever that means. Like I don't know what it means to act 37. I mean, I'm single and I don't have kids, so I don't know. Like, but anyway, like I sat there reading all of this ridiculous, superficial information. And it occurred to me as my brain was just spinning out of control that I logging into these apps at, that my age would be there on display for all to see. And as much as I hated to admit it, when thinking about the superficial world of online dating, it 
made me feel less than. Like it made me feel self-conscious and like I would be getting matched with people that I probably don't want to go out with. And then I started to feel really bad about myself. And then it got so much worse. Um, because even though I was like, I, I realized that my brain was going to this frustrated and unhappy place and that and that that isn't me. So I quit looking at these articles and I switched over to Facebook, which it was probably not the best idea because hello, but but you know what? I I needed I knew I needed to stop reading about the dating apps. And also uh and yesterday I spent the day up in New Hampshire at Camp Hawkeye for their annual volunteer day. And I I should say like I um so my friend had, that had pointed me to the dating apps, like I didn't have time to look at them yesterday because I was at Camp Hawkeye. So like this whole thing was tonight to like today that I'm like reading all of these reviews and all this stuff and and going down this rabbit hole. This was all today um, because yesterday, here's what I was doing yesterday while I got this text message from her suggesting all of these dating apps. I was up in New Hampshire. I was at Camp Hawkeye um, and I was there for their annual volunteer day. My friend's they run this amazing camp and I had I had an absolute blast helping to get it ready for the campers who are going to be coming in just a few weeks and today they posted a video of one of the games that we played during the day um and so while I was you know I had switched off the dating app thing and I had turned onto Facebook I watched the video and I was really excited when I turned it on but then Here's what happened. That negative voice that was still really busy, feeling sad and old and unworthy, saw, uh, like the video was scrolling through and I saw all of my friends and I thought, wow, look how happy and excited everybody looks and, and how much fun. And oh, there's this person, there's that person. And and I just was in, enjoying seeing them. And then I saw myself in the video and that negative voice took my eyes immediately to my belly, which is the place on my body that I have always felt the most sensitive because it's where I carry all my body fat. And it added a new qualifier to the negative list. It added it added fat. Like I immediately called myself that old name that I have fought against calling myself forever. And at least like with a negative connotation. And so, you know, there I was. I'm like, oh God, I'm old and fat. Who's ever going to swipe right on that? Like, Oh, you guys, this is this is a very bad place because none of these things are what I actually think about myself. Like literally none of them. I I embrace my curves. I know in my guts that my curves are sexy and a part of me and something that I am not ashamed of. But yet after an hour of reading about dating apps, it was as though I'd reverted back into that place of shame that I had like gone back to that younger version of myself who felt like she needed to fit into some stupid box of perfection in order to be lovable and sexy. And it's all so dumb and it's so not reality. And this is the actual worst thing about dating apps. It's not even the dates that you go on. It's like how it makes you feel. It's so freaking dumb. I mean, it's supposed to help you find someone to go out with, but just reading reviews of dating apps made me feel so bad about myself. And oh, and like so here I am like missing out on the joy of this video because because of this horrible negative voice in my head. So I scrolled down a little bit more and like got away from the video. And then I saw a post by my friend Robin, who I've talked about on this 
Thank my friend Robin, who's such an inspiration. Um, but anyway, there was this meme that said, uh, she'd post this meme and it said, can't decide if I need a long run, a hug, a gallon of ice cream, a bottle of wine, or two weeks of sleep. And I was like, oh, God, yes, that, all of those things. Like, I've had such a long week. It's been so crazy. And, you know, here I am feeling so bad about myself. I was like, yes, I, I like, felt that so much. And it was raining out tonight, so I had hummed a little earlier about getting out for this run. And my roommate was like, seriously, you're going for a run in this garbage weather? I would never do that. But I had a six-mile training run on my schedule for um, the 159 projects with um, Kelly Roberts. So um, that was on my schedule for this weekend. And I, after reading that meme, I was like, what I need is that long run. You know, I, I don't I can't eat ice cream. I can't have a bottle of wine on Sunday night before work. Um, but like a hug in a long run, that sounded perfect. And I'm going to work on the two weeks of sleep. But anyway, so I went out for this run. I closed my laptop, laced up the shoes, got out the door. And if the self-loathing that is inspired by the mere thought of dating apps is the number one thing that I hate about dating apps... The flip side of that is the self-confidence and the self-love that comes from running is the number one thing that I love about running. I freaking crushed my run tonight. I have been I have been struggling so hard with what I'm calling my comeback season because it's been years since I've been healthy enough to gun for a really fast race. And last week, my long run, my six-mile long run felt like death warmed over. Like like just trying to keep up a 1030 pace was so hard. And I had been sick a few days before that, but it still, it was really, really hard to just be at a 1030 pace. And to run a 159, I need to be able to run a 904 for like 13.1 miles, just to kind of give you um, a, a gauge of where I'm, where I'm, I started and like where I'm trying to go. But tonight, tonight I crushed out three miles just under a nine minute and 30 second pace. And then I turned around and ran three more miles home. Not, and so mile four, I ran at 912. Mile five, I ran at 907. And mile six, I ran a freaking 850. An 850 at the end of my six mile run. And the best part was not only was I running at a pace where it felt like aiming for that sub two half marathon, in just a few months, it like it actually felt reasonable for the first time since I started this training plan. The entire experience turned it turned my mental state right around. While I was running, I remembered why all of that dating app stuff was just garbage. I like all the proof that I have that none of that stuff is true came bubbling back up to the front of my brain, and I felt. I felt how strong and vibrant and fun I am. And what was really, really cool was I started replaying that video in my brain from Camp Hawkeye. And I, and this time I remembered my face and I remembered the face of my partner in the game. And I remembered the fun that we were having that was written all over our bodies in that video. Everything from the height that we got while we were jumping around and cheering and screaming to the energy in our every little movement to like these broad smiles that were on our faces. And I re-saw it again as beautiful. I didn't even need to go back on Facebook and re-watch it. I re-watched the whole thing in my head while I was running. And I was like, oh gosh, this is so lovely. 
lovable and so alive. And there was nothing old or tired or out of shape about me in that video. I was shining just as much as any of my other friends who were there. And to think that I looked fat was stupid. And Watching it all over again in my mind while barreling through a sub nine minute mile, I like I like didn't even notice my waistline as anything but a part of my whole lovable self. <sighs> like, thank God for running. Like, it literally doesn't matter whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, or whether I'm fast or whether I'm slow, or whether it's a perfect run or a terrible one. It's the way that my brain immediately erases all of the negative thoughts and focuses on the positive, creative, self-loving thoughts, that, that is the greatest gift running has given to me. And it kicks the crap out of the garbage that is dating apps and their stupid reviews. So while I, I was able to turn it around, what I'm sitting here thinking about right now is that I can't help thinking about the thousands of women who are out there who feel just as badly as I did as a result, not only of dating apps, but of all the other garbage media that's out there. Like diet culture is so bad. It is full of demoralizing lies. And all I have to do to see that the data discussed in that stupid Forbes article is hardly representative of what makes for a good match or a happy partnership is look around me. Like I can point to literally hundreds of couples I know who don't fit that mold. And I can show you some of the most sexy, sought after women that are in my social circle. And and that social circle is wide. And And these women are gorgeous, but none of them are alike. They don't have the same hair. They don't have the same body size. They don't have the same body shape. They're not the same age. They don't have the same fashion sense. And they sure as hell don't all have photos in white dresses plastered across their social media. And yet the thing that they have in common is that they are magnetic. And and they're magnetic in their own unique ways. And I think that's what we need more of. We don't we don't need to know what the top 20 women of the most shallow dating site all look like when they're all in some like same stupid little box. We need to see that love happens at any age to anyone and comes in all shapes, sizes, creeds, and colors. Because the truth is that we are all weird, kinky, sexy, and magnetic in our own way. And that's hot. It is what we need to remind ourselves and shout from the root drops about. Like, we need to say this to our girlfriends. And that is why I started Viva La Diva, because I need to keep saying these things for myself as well as for everybody else. I, and I want to give a stage to amplify all of these ideas that will move us forward and out of these stupid, like, top 20 on the most shallow dating app garbage messages. It's It's it, they need to go. Like, really, they need to go. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Shake it off. That was, this was an intense night. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, because I was thinking that we need more of this self-love going on here, the timing is actually perfect for me to have had this day and then to like get over it and move forward because I am super excited to announce an event that I'm hosting here in the Boston area on July 10th. So put mark your calendars because I'm going to be hosting a screening of the film Embrace with a Q&A talkback, and that's going to be at the Regal Cinema in Westboro on Route 9. So whether you're in 
like the Worcester area or the Boston area or somewhere in between, you can come to this. It's an easy, easy drive on a main road. Um, so like I said, the Regal Cinema, Route 9, July 10th. Um, and for those of you who don't know the film Embrace, um, I think the easy thing to do is I'm just going to read the description from the website. The website is bodyimagemovement.com. And this is a quote from the director, Tara Brumfit. So here's the quote. The inspiration for Embrace came about after I posted an unconventional before and after image on the internet in 2013 that sparked an international media frenzy. The image, which embraces body diversity, was seen by over 100 million people worldwide and led to hundreds of interviews and articles. But I soon realized how restrictive four-minute TV interviews, 800-word articles, and 140 characters on Twitter can be. This issue needed a louder voice on a bigger platform. So the idea of creating the documentary Embrace was born. So that's Taryn's quote. Um, And the description on the website is, Embrace is told from the point of view of Taryn as she traverses the globe talking to experts, women in the street, and well-known personalities about the alarming rates of body image issues that are seen in people of all body types. In her affable and effervescent style, Taryn bears all, literally, to explore the factors contributing to this problem and seeks to find solutions. Like, perfect, right, everybody? This is so perfect. So the screening is going to be such an exciting event. We just launched ticket sales this week. And here's the thing. We need to get 67 people to attend in order for the reel to show the film on July 10th. So get your ticket, bring a friend, have your friend bring a friend, have that friend bring their friend, like basically bring every woman you know, every person you know, and let's make this happen. So here's where you can get tickets. You can get them at gather.us. So that's G-A-T-H-R dot U-S backslash screening, backslash 20037. So if you go on the gather site, so that's G-A-T-H-R dot U-S. If you go on that gather site and it asks you for the screening number, the screening number is 20037. Or I'm going to make this easy and just put the link in the show notes. And I'm also going to put it on my website, laurajingles.com. So you can go to any of those three places. You can go to gather.us. You can go to laurajingles.com or just click in the show notes and you can get your ticket. Obviously, um, after this day and this podcast episode, I'm super motivated to ampli- amplify Taryn's message and provide an opportunity for all of us to get together and talk and maybe cry a little bit and maybe grow a lot and definitely be there to support each other. It's uh, it's going to be so awesome. So this is hugely important, you guys, you women, you divas, let's make this happen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you loved this episode and you think it's important and you want to help me amplify this message, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes because that helps other people to find me. And if you're loving it, leave me a five-star rating and some cheesy comments. That would mean so much to me. Um, Recommend me to your friends. And of course, I'd love to hear about topics that you're interested in. So find me on Twitter at LJ Ingalls or hit up laurajingles.com for more podcast episodes. And until next time, viva la diva.